Welcome to the A-Game Podcast with Nick LaMagna, digging into the minds and experiences of some of today's brightest entrepreneurs in real estate and business, along with Hollywood stars, UFC fighters, and your favorite rock bands. People that have figured out how to overcome obstacles, take chances, live boldly, and no matter what they do, they always bring their A-Game. So a couple of things. For one of them, I just wanted to do a little bit of the year-end review. Uh, you know, you always look back. This is a, a weird year coming off of a weird year, and uh, the real estate market's just been changing. And one of the things I, I always look at is going into 2023, there was so many things that people were fearful of for the last couple of years. And if they wouldn't have hesitated so much or wouldn't have let the fear get the best of them at the beginning of the pandemic or before interest rates started going up, or there's all these things to look back and say, I wish I would have done it then. But I really am trying to make a conscious effort of looking at myself now. And every decision I make, I look at um, in the future, at the end of next year, what kind of decisions would I wish I would have made differently instead of looking at what it feels like right now, look at what it's going to be like later. And I always have to remember the essentials of real estate is that it's always forgiving. It's always going to go up over time. Things are always going to be good. It's even if you have a couple of bumps and bruises or ups and downs or or negative months here and there, the equity, the appreciation, the write-offs, the cash flow, all that is just something that you can always bank on, especially if you buy it in the right price or the right area. So thinking of arbitrage again, I said that word a lot, but with interest rates going up and the market getting a little bit soft, it just allows you to buy it at a better price. So if interest rates are up, it means you have to get a better return, which means you have to get a lower purchase price on a better deal, which is absolutely possible right now. So I'm a big believer in really just jumping in and trying to double down this month and or this year coming up and do everything I can. And what I don't want to do is start doing those things once the new year comes. So I've been really trying to get some good habits and have some good practices and, and do things now to exercise that discipline muscle and really be ready to go instead of just turning my foot off the gas and then having to get back on. So encourage everybody to do the same. And Sonia Ray, big shout out to her. She's been on the podcast before, but she had me read a book called You Are the Mountain. And I thought it was fantastic. So it was all about how your your body has a baseline. So it it goes to what it knows, not what you want. So you are chemically designed to go back to doing what your body is used to you doing. So whatever your baseline is, if that's eating Cheetos and watching Netflix, putting things off until later, sleeping and hitting the snooze button or getting up and running 10 miles in the morning, that's going to be the thing that it constantly goes back to. So it was interesting because the analogy that I believe they had in the book was, hey, you, you want to get back in shape. You're going to start eating good. You're going to start going to the gym. You're going to start doing all this great stuff. Awesome. That's going to start Monday. But before that, we're going to the drive through We're going to get some McDonald's. We're going to get some stuff. So it pushes you to, hey, remember how good this feels? Let's just do this one more time. Let's just go to McDonald's. Let's just put on the TV. Let's just sleep in a little bit. And it, what it's doing is it's literally forcing you to go back to the thing that your body knows is comfortable. And even if your mind is saying, I don't want to do that. I do want to get in shape. I do want to invest in real estate. I do want to change my life. I do want to learn Spanish, whatever the things are. It's going to keep giving you excuses to come up with, to justify going back to what makes it feel comfortable, which is why it's hard to make changes stick. But this is where every successful entrepreneur talks about habits, even that book, Atomic Habits. When you've done it enough that it becomes a habit, 
that becomes your new baseline because it's now it's used to that. So if I'm getting up every morning and running five miles and then my new goal is to run 10, my baseline is not going to be to go back and sit on the couch. My baseline is going to be, I woke up and I ran five and I really wanted to run 10. I feel like a loser now. But you can change where that baseline is so that when you have setbacks, your fallback point isn't all the way back to the beginning of the line of the drawing board. And that's another big reason why I think, you know, people do things all year. They get in shape. They get good business practice. They get good momentum. And you hear people say all the time, hey, it took me so long to get good at this or to lose this weight or to get in shape. And now it's gone like immediately. It's because of that. You can fall back off track very fast and then your body goes back to knowing that it's the baseline and now you have to train it to go back up. So if you don't let yourself fall too far back, it won't be that hard to keep climbing forward. So you just got to keep pushing through and pushing through and pushing through. And, and what I tell myself every day, I believe Brandon Turner was talking about this, but do things that suck. Do things you don't want to do. So part of what I've been conscious of now is I want to, Keep exercising that, mu that, mu that muscle of doing things that I don't want to do, doing things that suck, doing things that don't feel good. And literally when I tell myself I want to do that later, I don't want to do this now, I just think of like at some point I'm going to have to do that and I'd rather just get it out of the way and do it now than do it later. Because like uh, Eric, the gentleman was on here, was talking about anxiety comes from putting things off, doing things tomorrow that you should have done today now that anxiety carries over. So that's kind of my theory here for next year and i guess the basis of this podcast is do things that suck try and do just one thing a day that you don't want to do and prefo if you can do that thing first thing in the morning it's going to make your day so much better because it trains you to have that discipline and that muscle to keep doing it so like for instance for me it was cold shower all right i want to i want to start taking a one minute freezing cold shower until i figure out when or if i want to get some sort of those ice plunges because everybody does that now cold showers suck they suck and when you're sitting there in the morning and it's still dark out you're about to go to the gym last thing I want to do is turn that water cold. I want to sit in there where it's nice and warm. And then I pretty much want to go back into bed. But I just sit there and I go, one minute. I'm going to have to do it later. I'm going to have to do it later. Just do it now. And when you do that and you finish it and you knock that out, it sets a tone for the day of, okay, you know what? I did that. I didn't take the other route of going down the direction of what was comfortable and what I knew. I literally said to myself, I don't want to do this. And once I said that, I went all the more reason now. This is exactly the type of thing I have to do. And it's going to get easier and easier during the day to keep making those choices and getting things done. And that has really helped me in the last couple of weeks to get a lot of productivity and catch up on things that I was putting off and get more organized on stuff and really build a good track record and get some good habits going. So do something that sucks. Do something that sucks every day. You don't want to get up in the cold and run, go do it. You don't want to wake up a half hour earlier, go do it. You don't want to read a book today, but you've been telling yourself you're going to read a book, go do it. You don't want to do it in a half hour and do it, go, go do it. So I'm a, a huge believer in that. And then those habits get easier and easier and you stack more things on there with that momentum that you want to get done for that day. So two other tips I'm going to give here for doing things that suck in productivity that I think have really been helping me the last couple of days, which I got away from. I started using my rhythm weekly rhythm register again, which has been an awesome tool. So the weekly rhythm register, um, I could give you guys a link if you want that. Just message me on uh, any of the social media platforms. Again, nicknicknick.com slash links. If you want that, I'll send you a copy of it. I believe I got mine from Mr. Tim Bratz. Shout out to Tim Bratz. But I think there's about, I'm looking at it now, maybe 10, 15 things on there. And it tells you every day what that task is. So you write them in on the left column. And then on the end of it, it says, how many of that thing are you looking to do by the end of the week? And then how many did you get done? So I'll put in there, run five miles. I want to do that five days a week. Read 10 pages. I want to do every day. Take a one minute cold shower. I want to do five out of seven days. 
uh, what are some of the other things I don't have the uh, reads on pages I said, um, and then, and then some tasks and things that are like, I need to get done that are important that have to be done by the week. And then at the end of the week, you start to look at what did you get done? What didn't you get done? How far off were you on your mark? And you start to be able to adjust a little bit, but I'll tell you for me, just the stupid thing of having that paper hanging up that I have to look at it all day. When I go back to my room or I'm just kind of sitting around, I look at that register and I go, Oh man, I still got to stretch. I still got to do this. I still got to read that. I still got to send this out. Like I just rather check that box. And back to another lesson is Monday. Somebody just posted on there, like always go to jujitsu on Monday because it sets that tone for the week. And at least you started to get it in. But if you start to go, man, now it's Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, I didn't even go just doing things on Monday right off the bat and just saying, okay, I checked that box. I started doing it. It really does set the tone for the week. So I tend to be kind of tired and out of it a little bit on Mondays, usually pretty long weekends, but all the more reason now where I go, well, you know what? The thing that makes Tuesday easier is making Monday harder. The things that make Wednesday easier is making Tuesday harder. So it sucks to just jump right in and start doing things Monday, but I'm going to do that to set that tone because then I can relax at the end of the week instead of trying to play catch up for the stuff that I didn't do on Monday that I wish I just would have gotten done anyway. So on that weekly rhythm register, when I have stuff on there, I know if I can start to get at least that one box checked on all those, on all those things for Monday, then I can do it on Tuesday. And then when I do it on Tuesday, now I start to have momentum. And I go, you know what? I was I needed to do this five times this week. I already got two. Let me hit Wednesday. Let me hit third. And you start to see that. And then sometimes you'll do even more. But having that momentum early in the week makes it easier to achieve your goals for that week. The likelihood of you putting them off and squeezing them all into like the last day or two is the exact thing a lot of people do. And that's where procrastination and all that kind of stuff gets there. And time management becomes a mess. And now you're stressed out because you're not getting things done. So just that consistency, just that little bit every day starts to have those habits. And when you put it on paper, shout out to Ally Quinta, write your goals down on paper. When you do that, it really does make a big difference. It's there, it's on paper, and then just holding yourself accountable to it. So put things on there that you want to do, but I'd say also put things on there that you don't want to do. Now, obviously they have to be beneficial things. Don't you know, I'm going to go, I don't know, I have no, I have no examples right now, but it's something that you don't actually want to do. There's no point in just doing that, but stuff that you are passionate about doing that just kind of suck because, you know, sometimes exercising, you don't feel like doing it. So I think that should be a better thing is why you should do things that you know you should do, but you don't feel like doing. You never feel like doing it. I never feel like taking a cold shower. I never feel like getting up in the cold and going to jujitsu in the morning, any of those kind of things. But the more I get that done, the better you feel, the better it takes on the day. So even dieting stuff, like, you know, I, I haven't been feeling really great. My energy has been kind of crappy, but my diet got kind of out of control again. And, and it wasn't, it's not even like bad things, but things that were just bad for me, for my system that I stopped doing like caffeine, like I, energy drinks, things like that, that were just kind of messing me up a little bit. I made a point of not doing those things and it was really hard and, I love that slight edge principle because it's really easy to go grab a, an energy drink or drink a, uh, a cup of coffee, but it's also very easy to just drink a green tea or just drink a flavored water or just drink water, period. It's very easy to order a salad on Grubhub and it's very easy to order Shake Shack on Grubhub. So just those little decisions, those little impulsive decisions, I'm never unhappy when I choose the right thing but I'm always unhappy when I give into that. Even after I eat the burger, if it was so good, I'm like, man, I could have just eaten the salad. I'm always happy when I eat the salad. I'm always happy when I have the smoothie. And those are the kind of things that I'm trying to be more conscious of. And I will say in the last month since I stopped that, it's probably not an accident that I've been able to do sprints now and my, my whole system feels better. My energy feels better. I'm getting more clarity. So 
then you start to remember like, oh yeah, this is what feeling healthy and good and focused and energized feels like. I want to keep feeling like that. And the more I can feel good and I can feel energized and I can feel focused, the more I can start to write down, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and I want to do this, and put those on my weekly rhythm register, and then hold myself accountable to doing those things and build off the momentum that I have for making better choices, taking that slight edge principle and going for the things that I'm going to thank myself for at the end of this year. All of those meals, every single one of them doesn't make a difference. But when I am constantly eight out of 10 times choosing the right choice for my body, for my health and for my business over the wrong choice for what feels good right now, you add those up over the course of a year. And that's going to make a massive, massive difference on where you guys are at the end of 2023 than where you were at the end of 2022. So I highly encourage people to start to write their goals down, start to use a weekly rhythm register and start to do things and hold themselves accountable. Start with one a day. Don't try and do everything at once, but pick one thing, your cold shower, your run, your exercise, or no chocolate today, no caffeine today, no fast food today, no McRibs today, whatever it is, but pick that thing. And maybe it's a different thing every day, but the more you start to see you feel good about making those choices, and the more you start to train your body to, again, train that baseline, that it's not, I'm not even fiending caffeine and energy drinks and carbonation as much anymore because I've done it, I've done without it for enough times that it has become my body's baseline now that that's not what they're craving, that's not what they're looking for. I am now craving, I wake up and I go to the gym and I run and, and all these things. So you get away from these habits that I used to be really good at and you just have to rebuild them, but you build up that muscle a lot faster because you've already been to that peak in the mountain. You've already been to that step in the ladder. So Again, nothing too crazy or shattering or groundbreaking, but just stuff that I like to talk about that's basic stuff we've discussed in the past that are good fundamentals that worked for me in the past that I have now re-implemented, and I'm noticing a drastic change. And I'm trying to take, take those positive changes and those lessons and really set myself up for success right off the bat in 2023 and go in there guns blazing because I'll do a longer podcast on this. But remember, right now, Everything that they're telling us about interest rates going up and the seller's markets crashing and, and war and gas prices and inflation and recession and all these different things, this is the times that people have been waiting for. If you look at any real estate book from you know, 1950s, 60s, whenever the hell they started making real estate books, they all talk about de death, divorce, disaster, debt, disease, like all those different things. So more money is made when the market is down and people are scared than when the market is up anytime. And there's a lot of people that are falling by the sidelines and there's going to be a lot of distressed sellers and there's a lot of crazy deals and stuff going on that I think there's going to be a massive opportunity, but people are going to, well, I'm going to wait for interest rates to come down. It's like, well, when they were down, you didn't buy. Well, I'm going to wait for prices to come down. Yeah, well, when prices were down, you didn't buy either. So what are you going to do? You're going to wait for them to come down, then everybody start buying again. You're going to go, oh, I'm going to wait for it to be a little bit less competitive. Like there's always going to be an excuse to put it off. But this is the time where, again, I look back to the beginning of the pandemic and I should have remembered that the principles of real estate is when everybody's running away and everybody's scared, you dive in. There's blood on the streets, like the Warren Buffett quote, be greedy when people are fearful and be fearful when people are greedy. That would have played you off very well for the people who were a little bit greedy and brave at the beginning of the pandemic and picked up properties that they're still making money on today. Some of the best deals they've gotten in years. We're at that time again right now. So use that momentum. Don't worry about what's going on in the market. Just keep pushing forward. Keep getting real estate. Keep putting out offers. Keep adjusting. Now make educated decisions. Don't just buy anything. Do your research at every property. Make sure you surround yourself with professionals. Make sure you surround yourself with teams and people that 
know what they're doing that have been there already. So you're not just blindly making mistakes. Cause for sure, I don't care what kind of market it is. You can still make mistakes and lose money. But when you're educated and you're careful and you analyze your deals the right way and you're patient and you pick your right shots, you can have a really, really good year this year and pick up some really great properties that could be game changers for some of you, especially for your first deal, your next deal. It's a fantastic time to get it and buy as long as you buy carefully and you buy right. So it's a little bit of all I got right now. I very much appreciate everybody who supported the podcast and listened this year, the people I've met over the course of the year, uh, you know, the Mark Evans, David Greens, uh, Jason Rash, Mike Seidel, uh, David Perret, um, you know, Brian Callen, all the people over the years um, that have come on this podcast and been really cool. There's a handful of guests I've been going back and forth with trying to get on uh, for the last few months that we're still trying to plan it. Some dialogue falls in, falls out, but pretty cool guests that I think you guys will really enjoy that I'm very excited to get on an interview. And there's going to be a bunch more. So I look forward to 2023. One of the coolest things about this podcast is being able to form relationships with the guests that come on and then get feedback from you guys about some of the stuff that went on episodes or some of the things that you went and connected with the guests about and it helped your life or your business or whatever that is. So I'm going to continue to try and bring my A-game and A-game guests to this podcast for the next year as well and do a lot more stuff for uh, some of the active real estate things that we're working on, talk about some uh, tax liens, some tax deeds, some properties, give some updates on some of the stuff that we've been working on and some of the good and the bad stuff that, uh, you know, lessons of things I could have done better, things I should have done different, things that I did good, um, you know, but just kind of checking along so you guys can learn a little bit from my journey, which hopefully helps on yours. And I will bring a ton of people on that have been killing it that can definitely help both of us in our journey. So I'm very thankful for the people in my life, my my dog, my family, my brother, uh, Agnostic Front. My brother's been touring with them and sick of it all and a bunch of bands. It's been really cool this year to watch him do that stuff with uh, Mike Gallo and Roger Murray and Stigma and some of those legends and see my buddies and taking back. So they're doing really cool things and guys like Jennings Smith and being part of the masterminds like Mark Evans and they, stuff's just been really cool, man. It's an, uh, It's been really awesome to be able to, you know, call guys like David Green friends and be able to rub shoulders with a lot of these people that are just high players that I've watched over the last few years, just completely changed their life through real estate and mindset shifts and the principles of success and discipline and all the things we've talked about over the course of the year. So I don't know, maybe this year we'll get uh, Nick Swartzen and Gordon Ryan and Jocko Willink, Willink and all these guys on here, this podcast. And uh, it'll be interesting to see what the next year has, but I am going to make sure that at the end of 2023, I'm going to look back and say, I did everything I could to make my finances, my health and my mind and my life for myself and my family and my friends as profitable and safe and I want to say uh, efficient and pleasurable as possible. So I hope all of you guys can do the same thing. And I hope there's something, whether it was on this podcast or any of the other podcasts that we've had over the last like 200 something episodes that have helped you guys or inspired you guys. So I appreciate everything coming on. It's been a really cool year again for you know Matt Sarah and the guys at uh, Sarah Longo fight team all the people I met through jujitsu over the course of the year and all the different places I've trained. Got to see my buddy Kurt Osiander again this year. I'm um, trained with him a little bit over there. Um, Aljamain Sterling defending his title. Looks like Ray Janelle's getting back in shape. Um, you know, seeing guys like Matt the Steamroller Favola and Jason Rouse starting his own gym. And it's just been really cool to watch people just accomplish cool things and do cool things together. Rob DeWellish Willie, like inspiring people that you see that support each other and help each other attain their goals. And, uh, it's just been a, been a really cool thing. So very excited and proud of all the people in my circles who have done really cool, amazing things for themselves and for the people around this year. And I hope to be one of the people who does the same for all of you guys 
2023. So please subscribe to the podcast if you haven't. We got a lot of episodes here. We put a lot of content out. It takes a lot of time. And I would really appreciate it if you would follow us on social media, nicknicknick.com slash links, all the ways to connect with me. Please follow me on Instagram, Facebook, TikTok, LinkedIn, whatever it is. And just please comment, like posts, share posts. It takes two seconds. I try and do it for everybody. If they're friends of mine or they've been on the show, I'll scroll through, even if I'm not reading it sometimes, and I'll just try and hit the like button or do a little bump button just to help them promote the engagement the same way that I hope you guys will support me in the same way. So uh, all the social media stuff's there and obviously all the places you can listen to and watch this podcast. We're going to try and blow up the YouTube a little bit more this year, but uh, thank you guys for listening. And again, I want to do real estate with everybody. So let's make the year that we do this together. If you're looking to potentially sell me some properties because you have some inventory, awesome. If you would like to buy some properties, residential, commercial, land, whatever it is, awesome. Or if you don't know what you want to do, you just know you want to work together on some level and you want to partner, awesome. Let's do that too. Just text me the word real estate at 516-540-5733. And then we can start that conversation of how we can work together. So you guys have been awesome. I hope everybody has a safe and happy holiday, no matter what you celebrate. I hope everybody has a great time with the family, healthy, happy new year, great habits, great times. Stay safe, have fun, enjoy, and I will see you guys in 2023 with a killer opening episode with a really special guy that's pretty amazing. He's uh, I won't, I won't, uh, I won't blow the surprise, but the guy's one of the most incredible humans I have ever talked to. So we're going to start out the new year with that first episode. So that should be exciting. And please, I'll leave some love and comments when I drop the uh, the big ten in a row at the end of the year. Thank you so much, A Game Podcast. Happy New Year, Happy Holidays. I'll see you soon.